pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Greetings, KBs, and welcome back to another KB podcast for Manifesting Your Abundant Life. I'm so glad to have you here with us today. I'm Stephen Canyon. StephenCanyon.com is the website. Follow us on Instagram at Stephen Canyon. Make sure that you also subscribe to this podcast so that you don't miss an episode. And if you'd like to be on the KB Podcast, the number to call is 720-626-8649. Greetings, Miss Maggie. (laughs) Greetings, Steve. Welcome back to the KB Podcast. Thank you. On the other side of the KB desk. I love how you enter the show now. It's become so casual. And we're going to, oh, I don't know, manifest our best life. It's no big deal. Well, yeah. (laughs) I love how it just becomes a, I'm going to make a sandwich and uh Manifest my best life. A KB sandwich on a KB Frye. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Here we all are. All the catchphrases. Yes. <sighs> hey, KBs. What have you been up to? What have I been up to? I don't know. Um, what have I been up to? Well, how I feel did... like I've been in my laptop world for days and days and days. I might even be approaching burnout. Well, you've so. been somewhat transfixed. A little bit, yeah. I can. I tend to become obsessed with projects, but in a, I think it's in a good way. Well, I think so. I like, it's self-meditative, isn't it? I mean, you go into yeah. that, that transfixed space of meditation, and yes. you're like hypnotized. Well, and I see you. <laughs> I I'm watching you. you. I'm staring at you. Oh, thank you. No pressure. <laughs> right. Watch you self-hypnotize. Well, well, and if you're doing anything creative, we've all been there. I mean... You, once you get into it, it's it's so hard to get into it. You don't want to come out of it because it's it's hard to get it cranked. So you're you know? saying 21 seconds of meditation in the morning isn't enough for you? Oh my goodness, it's a start. <laughs> well, how did your 21 seconds go today? It was amazing, actually. And I've noticed because I tend to be a little groggy in the mornings. You know, that's, I'm just sort of like, where am I? Who am I? You know? You're like, what? Where am I? Who am I? <laughs> what was the second one? <laughs> no. Who am I? Oh, okay. <laughs> who, are, who are you? <laughs> you know? No, but it really does help to sort of quickly, um, I feel alert and centered and, and aware of higher self. And it, it does make a huge difference in, in getting started. Go, so it went well today. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I can't say it's ever not gone well. So. And isn't it amazing how it only it truly takes about 21 seconds and then something happens. There is a, mm-hmm. it's like overdrive kicks in. It's like the turbo on the Mini Cooper kicks in after yeah. somewhere getting close to 21 seconds where the universe meets you. Yes. It meets the demands that you're putting on your conscious self to be aware of the super meeting your power and all things just begin to work. Well, and I'm much more apt to engage in something that takes, you know, something seconds. As opposed to, you know, just wake up and meditate for an hour. So what if you get into the <laughs> no. 20 to 23 second uh, realm? I don't. Things? I actually did the timer, set the timer on my phone. You do, don't you? Yes. Now, are you paying attention to the timer while you're doing your No, that's what allows me to not pay attention to the time, knowing that it's going to beep. You are so complicated. I think it simplifies everything. Actually, you're not. Actually, you're genius. You're so you're sweet genius. <laughs> Thank you. So, oh, did man. this week fly by for you like it did oh, for me? Oh my goodness! You know, and we say it. I know we say it every week. I know we do, but it really is. I feel like yesterday was Friday. Well, you know what it is is that we make a point. Of, it's because we've been saying, or you have for so long. Happy Friday! Say That's it. true. I haven't heard you say Happy it Friday. Okay, you say it all the time. So, by I think putting that little asterisk or that that benchmark in there, it just seems like the Fridays. Maybe I should come, start saying Happy Wednesday, yay. Or happy Monday, <laughs> Monday, <yay. laughs> but, but that does make it. It does That's sort funny. of uh, benchmark it. It and does. You're just aware you're, as it, it comes sort around. Of, sort of highlights it, yes. And and you know, it's funny because it's funny to even mark the weekends because I feel like 
kinetic believers don't have weekends. <laughs> we just have just every day, every day. As a creative, isn't every that day. true? If you are into your art form of life and you're appreciating and enjoying your intellect, you are enjoying every day and yes. they all become the same. You're not dreading, for example, Monday like no. perhaps you know we used to. No, Saturday might as well be Monday. It's it's no different when you're doing what you love. But you have asterisk Friday with a Friday and I got to say, I'm always excited <laughs> when Friday gets here, even though it's no <laughs> different than my Monday. I think it's just self-inflicted, <laughs> it's, it's though. It's really strange. I love it. Uh, so, yeah. Hey, look, if you do want to be on this uh, show, on the yeah. podcast, the number is 720-626-8649. We would love to hear from you. Yes. Comments, love, questions, anything. Love getting those phone calls. And also, if you cannot you know, make a call to the United States number, we get that. And so you can also send a direct message to us on Instagram at Stephen Canyon. Isn't it just as easy? Fun hearing from all of uh, many of our yes. KBs. It's one of my favorite things to, to review every day. And today we have a question from Thomas, and he's from Hawaii. Mm. Oh man, that sounds nice. Hawaii. The way you say it, or the, the actual <laughs> state? The place. The, no, the place. I was on a flight, and okay. this was about well, 20 years ago, and there was a guy sitting next to me. Yeah. And uh, he said, you know, where are you going? I said, well, I'm, I'm going to Hawaii. Uh-huh. And he said, oh, you're going to Hawaii. I said, Hawaii? So I said, well, well, thank you for telling me how to say it before I get there. And he said, you're welcome. <laughs> Stephen. What? You got me. So a question from Hawaii <laughs> from Thomas. <laughs> Hello, Thomas. Thanks for submitting the question. He says, I was listening recently to you teach about consistency. The question I have is, sometimes I feel like I'm out of control of what I want to be attracting into my life. Things will happen that distract me, that I have to take care of. Don't, don't we know how that feels? That you have to take care of. And the next thing I know is a week or even two have come and gone and I've almost forgotten what I was even trying to attract and manifest into my life. This is so relatable. Should I just leave it up to the universe, to God, or is it up to me to control the outcome of my life? Mm-hmm. I love that question. Well, yeah, because, you know, control really is a misunderstood concept, a misunderstood word like so many others. And control actually means that one has the power to direct behavior. Mm. They have the power to direct events, the power to rearrange or to control circumstances Mm. in their lives. Control actually comes from the uh, innate ability within a human being to wield a sovereign dominion over self, which is actually the supreme control over yourself. So, and this is where the misunderstanding and the misappropriate uh, appropriated use of control comes in because it's the person that refuses, or I prefer to say refuses because mm-hmm. rather than can't, the person I was going to say the person that can't control themselves, but is the person that refuses to control themselves that gets into the business of controlling everybody around them. I always find it so empowering as well when you when you begin a podcast completely redefining a word that maybe we've never thought about you know getting a deeper understanding of of control it's already setting the stage for a new perspective and and new understanding most questions come from misunderstanding because yes. the answer is within all of us but it's the twisted reasonings that confuse the understanding that yeah. then produces the question yeah. So there it is, and it's the abuse of dominion, which is part of our authority, the creative dominion, the mm-hmm. uh, creative control that we were in, uh, instilled with, seeded with when we were created. Every human being has two natures. Right. There's a duplicity of nature that we end up with, and this is where we start getting in all kinds of trouble not recognizing where impulses to do a thing comes from. We have the higher self, which is the essence of life, that is originally you. The untainted version of you, the one that's not been redefined by negative reasonings, by the egoist self, identifying with thought forms, identifying with fear, identifying with worry and doubt, identifying with careers and winning and losing and all of those things that the egoist self identifies with. So that first nature is the higher being, the essence of life. We don't have a life. We are life. Mm. You cannot lose something that you don't have. We are life. And so the higher self, as a result, it does not seek to reward itself. 
It just is. It just is life. What it does seek after naturally, which is a part of its resonating sense of purpose, is the opportunity to express the life that it is, to express the life that it already contains within. And so the life that is contained within the higher self is many interpret as a high vibrational energy source of joy, a high vibrational inner source, energy source of happiness mm. and health. It's an abundance of the authentic, original genius of purpose expression of self. It is the creative genius of purpose that is attuned with the universe, aligned with the creator, with God, with, with the inner self, to be an amplifier of your unique purpose, your unique one-of-a-kind self, mm. and to be a demonstration of that to the universe and to all that would care to see. I have to say that when you attach this concept of the, the knowledge that everything you just described is our original self, it always causes, I can always feel it, and it causes this perspective shift immediately within within me. It, I just, it, it shifts my, my spiritual posture, if you will, because I think it's very natural to sort of feel like you're always reaching out to find something new, to, to engage with your higher self. But it's so important for us to be reminded that we're looking within. It's that original self that we're, that we're after. And the shift that you are talking about is the transcending of the ego. Mm. It's going, okay, wait a minute. I, I see that I'm not actually that. I am not what um, Billy Bob and them said that I was. I am not the failure that I've been identifying with. Yeah. I am not sickness. I am not a loser. I am not broke and poor and disgusted and worn out and frazzled and tired and ready to cave in and quit. That's not who I am. I've identified with that. Right. My lower being has identified with that. The egoist self has created these thought forms and uh, internalized a narrative that I'm identifying and saying, oh, well, that's who I am. Right. So that's the shift that you're, you're talking about mm-hmm. that just naturally happens. Yeah unnaturally happens actually because <laughs> it's the it lower it's the lower nature of self the egoist nature that's identifying with all of those kinds of streams of consciousness that come after we come into the natural that come uh, as as labels and forms that we're identifying with and so as it as it identifies with all of these different forms in the world the forms of winning and losing taking and manipulating to promote itself What's happening is that the egoist uh, identity is using the word that um, uh, was used by uh, Thomas. Uh, Thomas was yeah. uh, uh, control. Right. And so the ego is using control or a version of the dominion that the higher self would use as a discipline over the ego, Mm -hmm. to discipline yourself, to shift over the ego, to redefine yourself according to the genius of purpose rather than allowing yourself to become something you were never meant Mm -hmm. to be. And we often use the word unbecome, which is not in the dictionary, should be, but unbecome, (laughs) to unbecome those distasteful things, to unbecome those things that we've identified with that we've been accused of, or the streams of consciousness that are showing up that are bringing a a sense of condemnation. Like you're not worthy. You're not as good as that one. You're not as wealthy as them. You'll never amount to anything. You're not smart enough. All of those things. And so the higher self, if we are allowing and putting in the 21 seconds in the morning like you are every single day, if you're doing the meditative work, if you are a practicing kinetic believer, if you've got a huga space, if you're doing all of this on purpose, then you are, what we're doing is working in a discipline to overcome the ego, the temptations of the ego to wield in an authoritative way over um, uh the ego rather than other people to control that part of self rather than to control other people around us. But this only works when people, you, you cannot take the control from someone else unless they are giving you permission to, to use your dominion to rule over them. 
this is reminding me of a really fun podcast we did a, a while back and you you took the idea of of unbecoming and you you really attached it to the term rewilding and that's what this is making me think of as you're describing this process of of gaining control and giving control over to your higher self because it makes me think when we talked about rewilding you were you were making the point that when a when a when a wild space needs to be rewilded and that that involves you know reseeding it and mm-hmm. wildflowers and and the the organic nature of the trees and the area and it's it's a place that has maybe been stripped of all that and they are truly rewilding it back to its natural form but you were making the point that it's what that space wants it's what that area the you know if you if you're rewilding a forest the forest is going to 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 ignite with life and we will in the same way in that rewilding process you know we have we're such fertile soil we want to ignite we want life we want the higher self so you know it sort of meets us in that place as well isn't that a wonderful visual to see one going through a barren field and reseeding it to rewild it back to its original state or even better than it was yeah in that sense aren't we becoming like johnny appleseed to the soul we are (laughs) reseeding ourselves and getting rid of the weeds pulling out all of the disgust uh, hoeing up and throwing to the side all of the shame and all of the finger pointing and yeah. all of those ahas that we identified with throughout our lifetime. Yeah. And reseeding the beauty and the splendor of the original purpose yeah. for ourselves. And everything about us wants that. That's what's so cool about this is that, you know, you're not forcing the seed to take root. It's something that it wants, that we crave. Our higher self is our true self. And you could even see the ego as fake. Every person wants it, right? And that's what the root of depression is. That's the root of oppression. That's the root of unhappiness and sadness because there is a desire that's going unfulfilled. Mm -hmm. Well, why is that? If everybody wants it, why is it that everybody is not receiving that? Mm -hmm. It's because of a lack of knowledge that people perish. They don't know how to identify what should be as opposed to what is that should not be. And so there's a tolerance. There is a a permission that's being given. Um, People are easily seduced by the things that they think it could be, the very thing that I'm desiring that's missing in my life. And so they become double-minded, chasing after the greener grass, chasing after the finer thing, the bigger house, the nicer car. The, the new wardrobe, the, the, the addiction to uh, an, a drug, uh, alcohol, anything mm. in hopes that it's going to fulfill and to fill that empty void that they know is there, that they are desiring to be filled by the essence of joy and happiness. All those things which now we know already exists within everyone. Mm. And the key to rewilding to that secret place is to pull out the weeds and to unbecome all of those things that have redefined you, that the duplicit nature of self has allowed through those thought forms and all of those narratives that come, the streaming consciousness that we go chasing after to see what is, what's going on over there. Right. Is that me? Is this who I am? And we identify <laughs> with that. And so that becomes the reality of our consciousness. You know, the way that you're describing rewilding right now, it's making, it's reminding me of how you always say that life and manifestation, every, this journey, it's all a flow. It's flowing. It's liquid. It's something that it's a stream that we're getting, you know, sort of inserting ourselves into. And, and that has me wondering that, you know, the topic that you're sharing today is it being in control. And has me wondering if, I mean, can you even be in control of that? Can you even be in control of the flow of life? You know, the universe was created as a response to belief and the belief of what or who or is in control. And it, was real, it will respond to your authority. Mm. We have an authority of belief that is our control. You have control, which is dominion. And the universe is there to respond to all desire, both past, present, and future that you could ever have on the inside of you that you permit to be elevated Mm -hmm. to the place of control. I love that past, present, and future. That's great. So the universe is not, look, the universe, in answer to the call, to the uh, uh, email question again, the universe is not the author of things to come. The universe is not in control of what will be. The universe 
I like to say that it's the warehouse for things to come. Mm. And you had the combination mm. that will open the door. And the warehouse has all the little workmen. They have, it has the billion men and two billion trucks <laughs> rather than two men in a truck. Yeah. Play on words. But it has all of the equipment and everything necessary to, to move the contents mm. of your desire into your sphere of influence. Wow. And also, I think the question was, is, is God in control? God was the first to believe. Mm, God beautiful. maintained and inhabited, had inhabited within its source, the first belief, the first bias. And God is the author of faith, the author of belief, the founder of kinetic belief, and the source visionary for every form, both seen and unseen, the first. The Creator imagined you and me, all human beings on this planet, and all life forms, but namely human, human beings, imagined us with the same kind of abilities to use the energy field of belief that is maintained and contained within the cosmos. To use that and the kinetic power of attraction to manifest our influences into form. So gave us, God, gave us the ability to have the power for control over our own lives. So what is necessary to the power of manifestations is the sovereign authority of control. So we're talking about sovereignty here. Every single human being has the sovereignty of control, has the authority of control over their own lives. Now, because we have that the sovereign authority of control, it's ours to use, it's ours to give away, it's ours to allow to remain dormant, but it is yours to give to an authority. It is yours to give to the coach or the boss. It is yours to give to the to the the road rager that's going by. You have the sovereign authority of control to do with whatever you should choose to do with it. And those people who are most successful at being a conduit for more expressions of themselves, more expressions of God, more expressions of the tacits of creativity and uniqueness through this universe, which is warehousing all the substance and all of the forms and everything that you could imagine to bring into manifestation. We do this in harmony or in balance with the desire of God, in balance with what is already out there, in, in harmony with that. And so those who are most successful, successful are those who are aligning with their created dominion. They are wielding the power of the authority of their own creative dominion rather than giving it away and saying in, in a sense that I'm, I will be a victim to whatever this other thing or this other person should decide to use with my own creative authority dominion. What's really crazy about that as well is, is the fact that you can give it away and not even realize what you're doing. You can, you, if you're not aware, if you don't have this depth of awareness that, that you're giving us today of, of the authority and how it works and that you do have the combination and the universe is warehousing all, the, all this extravagant abundance for you, you could just give it away and not even realize what you're, what you're doing. It's so detrimental. You're giving away every just inroad to your life. Someone says, well, I just don't have any control over my life. That person just took the control that they have and they gave it to the out-of-control randomness of life. Another person says, well, I just have to do what they say I need to do. Mm. You just took the authority, authoritative, creative dominion of your life and you gave it to someone else to say what you need to do with your life. And that's really the why, the nuts and bolts of, of understanding how, you know, you always tell us that the life you're living is the one that you've created and that's the why, because you're giving away dominion and authority, or you're keeping it for yourself, or you're misusing it. And so that, to me, that's sort of like that really layered understanding of, of what that is. No person is experiencing a life 
that is one that they've not been talking about. Right. Nobody's going through something that they don't believe. Right. That they didn't, you know, that's just crazy to me that you can be experiencing this life and it, and it sort of sucks because you, you unwittingly, you know, sold your, in a sense, it's almost like your inheritance. We're going through exactly what we talk about. Yeah. Inheriting what we say that we inherit. Wow. How can we know if we're operating in alignment with our purpose? It's, it's like riding a wave. There is strength. There is energy that overtakes you. It's like the sweet spot of creative dominion. And there is an obvious intensity, not to be confused with stress, by the way, <laughs> that even though it may appear to the onlooker as, boy, Megan, you, sure, you, you are the most stressful person. When I watch you play the violin, why are you so mad? Or when, <laughs> whenever you're working on your laptop and you're creating and doing these or, or art and you're painting, well, you, just look, you just look furious. But, I, you're, but you're painting a beautiful thing. I don't get I the contradiction do. there. Not to, be, not, not to be confused with the intensity of enjoyment. Mm, because yes. I know you. That's the intensity of your enjoyment. You know how some people have like a, a really hideous crying face? My focus face is kind of horrible. <laughs> like I, look, I just get so serious. I get so intensely focused. And I'm completely unaware of what I look like. But it's not stressful. You are intensely no, enjoying yourself. Yes, yes. We watched The Greatest Showman a couple of nights ago. Oh, Hugh Jackman's character mm-hmm. in that movie demonstrated how not to get bogged down in circumstances. Yes. Every occasion for that. Yeah. And one, one thing happened after another to try to undermine or that would have undermined most people yeah. in, in their pursuit. But the, his character had this vision for himself and where he wanted to go. And he was swept away, like riding a wave toward this, mm. this bigger vision, bigger than himself. And he was, he was the, the portal for the manifestation of this greater dream, that, that something the universe wanted to experience through his willingness. Wow. And so he got caught up in the wave of that. And so Barnum, the story goes that he grew up poor, lost his father, was homeless at a, as a young orphan. And despite all of that and all of these potential excuses, things that he could have given his control over to, the dominion and authority of his creative purpose. He could have given that over to the foster parents or to circumstances or to the belief that he would never have enough money and all these other things. Instead of doing that, he maintained his vision for himself, swept away in this tide of purpose, a greater vision for himself. And and that's really the crux of what we're talking about here, looking within to find a higher calling and a higher purpose. And then obstacles just melt away as we show up with a reason for the season. And we just press <laughs> right through like a plant growing up through the gravel layer on the surface, reaching for the sun. There's a purpose in that. And so the stress of what could be an, something uh, objecting to your momentum falls away. And it's the intensity of the enjoyment that pushes us through any obstacle. You know, you, you mentioned in that analogy that, that the universe is wanting to push something through us to almost birth an idea, a creative idea through us. So are, are you saying that the control, the authority that we have, is that a sort of a symbiotic relationship with us also being a vessel for the universe? Yes, and when we are align with through agreement that higher vibrational frequency of birthing Mm. great word for it then there is there's a great book the universe has my back and there is a momentum that presses with us it's not us alone there is so much equipment that shows up there are those serendipitous moments of meeting people that need to be part of the bigger vision and the bigger dream that show up Mm -hmm. the universe is rightly dividing the the waters as it were so that we can cross the dry land rather than swimming through the muck things begin to happen and occur that you can't define and you never expected that even would be possible because you're too busy pursuing the dream swept up in the birthing process of the greater version of you i have to say when you get this full spectrum image that you're painting for us right now of the universe it, it working with us through us our control our authority it's just it's 
it's an, an ama- almost like a mural. It's just such a, an overarching, beautiful, rich f- picture of what we can, how we can live and the way that life can function. And it just seems like that feels so good. It does feel good, and it goes back to what you said earlier. It's a shift that we we naturally take, and it yeah. feels good. There does nothing that feels any better than having that super meet your natural, mm. and all of a sudden you realize, wait a minute, there is something more than me. It's not just little old me. Sure, mm. it's my weird little self. Uh, accepting the rewilding of that into this greater universe and i am i am simply this birthing vessel for the greater vision and experience of enjoyment to come through me mm. and recognizing wow. that you know what you are somebody that is a thought forming energetic center of creative power yeah you're an engine for that and a lot of kinetic believers identify with their authority to attract as as You'll hear it said uh, often as the, a vortex of energy. Although in, in reality, we do not actually produce energy. We are conduits for energetics that already exist. And that's why it feels good when we get into that higher vibrational frequency of expectation, where there's no dormancy, where you are operating in the fullness of your authoritative, creative power for manifesting whatever you might be expecting and desiring. And so we align ourselves with the higher authority of that high vibrational energy, or we can actually feel ourselves begin to weaken. What's happening? We are out of alignment with that greater expectation of high frequency energy, and we begin to, we feel weak. We, we don't feel as good. We feel sad. We feel depressed, oppressed, not able, unworthy, whatever that is, whatever descriptive adjective you may want to use to define low vibrational energy. Mm. And so we can feel ourselves weakened and we, and we fall. What's happening is we're falling out of alignment with the power of creative energy. In most religions, there's something called divine serendipity. Mm. Divine serendipity is where the creator brings people, places, things together as a benefit for them or for someone else and actually some of the most uh, some of the world's most um, uh, prolific changing world changing discoveries have historically been called divinely serendipitous for example penicillin which we've talked about before it's of course it's an antibiotic and it was used to to uh, uh, fight infection Mm -hmm. But in the 1920s, there's a biologist by the name of Alexander Fleming who was taking a break from doing some lab work where he'd been investigating some staph infections, and he went on a holiday. And the story goes that when he returned, he found that one of the Petri dishes had been accidentally left open, and this blue-green mold had formed. And he discovered that the fungus killed off all of the surrounding bacteria in the culture. The mold, he discovered, contained this powerful antibiotic penicillin that we know kills harmful bacteria without having any kind of a toxic effect on the human body. Well, was it by accident? Really? Was it by accident? Was God in control? Was the universe in control? Or was Fleming in control? Because it was certainly divinely serendipitous. Well, here's the deal. Fleming had been imagining finding a cure for staph infection. Wow. His kinetic belief, working his faith, attracted the circumstance for the invention and for the birthing of penicillin to come through his expectation or his desire. Wow. Who was in control? Fleming was willing. (laughs) And then it was the super meeting his natural that produced a supernatural effect, yeah. an invention of ingenuity that was birthed from the universe into this realm where it could be seen and used and appreciated and celebrated that came through his willingness. And what a beautiful example of, of how we're not able to force this process because it is 50-50. And I, I love that you know this is showing up when he's not even in the lab. <laughs> 
I just love that. Sweatless I mean, victory, oh, right? Yeah, Isn't that what we talk about all yeah, the time? Yeah, yeah. I just think that's so cool. And, and it's such a good reminder that, you know, sometimes it is a good idea to just go on vacation. <laughs> just go take a step back sometimes, you know? like. And it's funny because, you know, we started the podcast off by mentioning that I've just been working on this project on my laptop for days and days and days. And, and I've been in it so intensely. And at some point I do have to take a step back mm-hmm. and I am going to, going to need to get that higher perspective. And because we can be become so it's, it's human, isn't it? That we can just become so not just obsessed, but, but it always can be a block. Mm-hmm. If you don't allow yourself to be mindful of the universe, be mindful of this process that you are a part of. Go, do all you can on your laptop and leave it plugged in at night and turned on just so you get up in the morning and hopefully, <laughs> hopefully. The website but yes. elves yeah, right. have but that's shown it. up. That's, but that yeah. is how this works. That's I mean, beautiful. This is the way that most prolific discoveries known to humankind have, have manifest. Wow. Very cool. Kinetic belief attracts. Kinetic belief, the power of kinetic belief through your willingness and authority and your creative dominion attracts. It attracts from that the, the warehouse of things that the universe is maintaining to be birthed through into this realm on this little planet Earth. Mm. But th- there's a phenomenon in quantum particle attraction that is in perfect parallel, parallel alignment with our expectations. Scientists, actually, they don't fully understand how uh, quantum attraction works, but they have discovered that it's controlled by the expectations of the observer. There is manifesting power in the sovereignty of the control of expectations. Mm. If you expect someone else, for example, to know better than you, if you expect someone else to to have uh, something better for you, then, then what you're doing is you're giving your creative authority away. You can do it momentarily. You can do it for a week. You can do it for the rest of your life. But it's up to you to decide what to do with it. And so you give that away. And now there's a proper use of that often when we come together in alignment through the spirit of agreement and harmony where there's two or more of us working on a project together, maybe it's to go to the moon, go to Mars, to accomplish a thing. There's power in agreement. And so it's, it's imperative, and that's why it's so important, we talk about this all the time, that, you are very, that we're very, very choosy as to whom we will give access to ourselves, because if it's to, with someone that is not in alignment and in perfect harmony and agreement with a way that you believe for life to uh, to grow and to develop, then you are deceived thinking that you will continue to flourish while communing with this negative expectation. And that's one of the things that can be quite difficult to, I mean, you have to just let the process of kinetic belief do that work on your behalf and for you and believe for it. Because I have to say, in my experiential knowledge of, of those relationships, when you're being blocked by a relationship, when it's not giving you, feeding you and, and championing you and giving you what you need, you don't realize that it's happening because you haven't experienced life beyond it yet. So you don't quite realize that you're experiencing this sort of stunted version, this sort of half-life version of life. And I, I think that's really interesting that we have to trust that there's more. Yes, if there's not edification, if there's not encouragement, then you can know that you're giving away your creative authority dominion to the negative. The yeah. negative will bring down, it, it, you will feel bad. It brings down your power. You can feel the yeah. energy begin to wane. You become into completely unaligned because that vibration becomes so low. But when you are in alignment with another yeah. KB, something begins to happen that's like even beyond fuel. your, it's, it's more than one supernatural. <laughs> it's a team of supernaturals wow. where yeah. supernatural things can occur. Yes quickly. The proof of sovereign creative control was confirmed by the discovery of quantum entanglement. A universal law whereby subatomic particles, things like electrons and photons, become entangled with each other, even at these just phenomenal distances. Physicists don't fully understand it, but they are beginning to make use of this. And in essence, what happens to one particle, it has this amazing predictable impact on the second particle, even if those particles are nowhere near each other. 
Think about that. They're not even in the same room. They haven't shared a cup of coffee together. They probably never even met before. (laughs) Your desire, if not filtered through the expectations or the sovereignty of someone else, aligns with that of the universe's command to support your belief for whatever it may be. It goes into motion. Nothing has degenerated your expectation. The universe has been called upon by your authoritative, creative dominion, and it goes into action. The kinetic belief takes over what used to be potential, and the attraction begins. The warehouse door is slung open, and the little men in their trucks begin backing out, beep, 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 and they're bringing to you exactly (laughs) what you've called upon. Whatever it may be. And the really cool thing about the power of kinetic belief, Meg, is how important the state of being is for creating your expectations, which attract the life that you're going to experience. So the, the, the question that the, you began with today, who's really in control of your life, you, God, the universe, yeah. or something or someone else, is, is something that philosophers have created all of these metaphors to help shed some light on. Although the philosopher typically is just musing about the failings of humanity rather than answering any kind of questions regarding the destiny of humanity. But even so, for example, one could ask the question regarding how much we actually are in control of by saying something like, what if our fate is not only our own fate? What if we're sharing in fates? What if parts of us, for example, are entangled with parts of other things? Perhaps even the dreams of somebody else. This is where things, I think, really get kind of fun. <laughs> it's kind of because I know that you and I, we shared in dreams yes. before we ever even met each other. Right. We've discussed this at great length on some of our amazing hikes together. Mm. We've shared in these, the commonality of interest, the commonality of expectations, and the power and authority and creative dominion of our uh, genius of purpose, and we found it fit together like a perfect puzzle piece. So we see people who find themselves entangled with each other in the same way that quantum entanglement works with particles. And I'm not talking about two who are sharing life in the intimate way that we are necessarily. For example, one person could live in New York and someone else live in London, and these two people have never met before. However, they are both influenced by each other instantly, no matter how far apart they are. Mm. A good example of this was in 1964, there were a couple of astronomers that they discovered this intriguing background noise while using a microwave antenna. And had no idea what it was. So they look out there. Are there pigeons making a nest up on this microwave dish? (laughs) No, that's not it. Is there some kind of an urban background noise? Are there somebody using radius? Whatever it could be. And they, they eliminated all these other potential possibilities. And after ruling out all of those things, they came across a possible answer. They found this prevailing theory that radiation was left over from a universe-forming Big Bang that would be able to act as background cosmic radiation. And now, what's even more amazing about this was about 37 miles away from them, that's all, there was working this group of researchers at Princeton University. They'd never met these, these astronomers before. But the the researchers at Princeton University were searching for this background radiation. They were looking for background radiation to support the theory of a Big Bang. Okay. And so when they heard the news of the two astronomers just a few miles down the road uncovering this, well, they knew immediately what had been discovered just a few miles away from from where they were trying to make the same discovery. The two astronomers that that were they they happened upon it they actually received the nobel prize instead of princeton university the universe is warehousing all of these amazing marvelous new discoveries waiting for somebody to be willing to allow it to be birthed through them Mm. 
for the enjoyment of God, for the enjoyment of you, to be entertained with your intellect, looking for a way to be birthed onto this planet. And when, when we use the authority of our dominion for the controlling power of our belief, it will open the doorway for all of these amazing new things to enter in. Wow. You know, the universe will support you by providing for you everything that you could possibly need to manifest what it is that you are kinetically believing to receive. So just answer the question, who's in, who's in control? Uh, answer it with, well, I know that I am. You've got to believe that and take that authority that's been given to you and be extremely careful about giving it away. If you do give it away, know that you can go and get it back at any moment that you should choose. No one can keep it from you. Just because you gave it to them, it's still yours to take back. The God of the universe, using its creative authority, gave each one of us the authority to be in control of our lives and for the universe to support you. you know, we can see the harmonics of this, Meg, through uh, the, the cre this creative relationship that's at work. When you're painting, when I'm writing music, when we're doing anything, when we're just... Like the other day, we are swamp bathing. Well, not really, but we were out riding on an airboat in the swamps, bathing in the beauty of it. <laughs> and, but we, and you, can, yeah. you can detect and feel and, and sense that greater strength and purpose and universal equation all around you, mm. supporting you and upholding you and, and almost like it's waiting on your command. Wow. What do you think about it? That's your command. What do you believe about this? That's your command. And if we observe an entangled quantum particle at exactly the same moment, we can see the response of its partner. We know this is how this works. We know that we have been given that authority and dominion of expectations to change things because we are intertwined and related with all things. You and me, me and those I can't see, all people, intertwined, mm -hmm. all things. And in the similar way, because we are aligned, Megan, you often know what I'm feeling. You know what I'm even thinking. Now, to those who believe in life at its most random occurrence, that just all things are, anything's possible and most things are not, and things just happen because whatever, and it's just serendipitous at best and accidental at worst. I'm telling you that the science of kinetic belief, the law of attraction and quantum entanglement, for those kind of people, it just seems nuts. It seems crazy. Even Einstein dismissed the idea of quantum entanglement some, what, 80 years ago. It's just nonsense. But he did acknowledge that its existence is something that is real. And he called quantum entanglement a spooky action at a distance. Religion calls it faith. Jesus showed his followers how to change their circumstances using the controlling power of kinetic belief. He even said that many others were going to follow after him, doing the exact same thing with the power of their controlling belief. And the law of attraction is not something understood through reasonings. And that's where people become confused with this. Quantum physics is observing the theoretical possibilities of expectations of our bias. What does this mean for all of us average people, for all of us commoners, for all of us peasants? What does this mean for us? It means that the, the life that we are living is more entangled. It is more controlled with what we believe than anyone has ever imagined before. Regardless of what it is you may be going through in life right now, Maybe you are ambitious to receive a degree in science. Maybe you want to be a, a teacher. Maybe you just want to be the best version of yourself and you don't even know what that is yet. You have the creative authority, the power, the dominion to decide and to choose right now today the course for the rest of your life. Be careful about giving away your authority. Let no one ever show up and tell you that you can't or that you should not. Whatever you can imagine to believe, you can receive. 
stay the course, refuse to become double-minded, and for goodness sakes, put in the time in your manifesting journal so that you can work on the blueprint for your highest expectations to show up in your life so that you're not going to be surprised by uh, anything ever coming your way. And just know that obstacles will show up, but that has nothing to do with you. You're going to press through obstacles by maintaining the riding of that wave of your excellence while birthing through you the greater vision, the greater version of yourself. This is the delight of life, isn't it? This is the magic of it all. This is the journey. This is the experiences of things you never imagined possible before. And we should delight in that and can delight in it. What a pleasure. What a surreal way of living this life. And the promise is if you want somebody to experience it with you, throw that into the mix. And don't hurry and don't worry and don't think you've got to play a dating game. The universe knows exactly who should be taking this ride with you. Be patient and be grateful for yourself in the match for yourself will most definitely show up for you. You know, Einstein also said there are only two ways to live your life. One is the, as though nothing is a miracle. And the other way is as though everything is a miracle. Just say this out loud. Say, I am choosing the life. I am choosing the life. That I want to live. That I want to live. I am not a victim. I'm not a victim. To circumstances. To circumstances. Because I will not be moved by what I see. Because I will not be moved by what I see. I am only moved. I am only moved. By what I choose to believe. By what I choose to believe. I believe I am healthy. I believe I am healthy. So I'm healthy. So I'm healthy. I am wealthy. I am wealthy. I am optimistic. I am optimistic. I am love. I am love. I am love. I am loved. I am at peace. I am at peace. I am moving on. I'm moving on. I'm on the journey that I was meant to live. I'm on the journey that I was meant to live. The life. The life. Where the genius of my purpose. Where the genius of my purpose. Is out front. It's out front. For all others to see. For all others to see. Wow. Who's really in control of your life? You, God, the universe. You definitely told us today. <laughs> we know exactly who's in control now. If you do want to check out that journal that Stephen mentioned, you can do that at stephencanyon.com. And make sure to text the word KINETIC to 844-844-0049 to receive weekly insights and encouraging words and text messages from Stephen. KBs, we appreciate you. We love you. We continue to show up here every day just for you. And I got to say, it's also a little bit selfish because I'm here (laughs) because you mean so much to me. You enrich our lives as well. Mm. Megan and I are going to enjoy our weekend. You guys do the same thing. We'll see you again next Tuesday. And to all you KBs all around the world, we're sending out much love and much light. Yes, and thanks as usual, Steve, for all the wisdom. Bye.